0: Globe Mallow. Year after year after year, smooth rocks smoothened by water and even sand and wind and even wind. Juniper scrub grew to a tree, split and died, remains as snag, mostly still alive. Rodent holes take refuge in sandy soil beneath the Globe Mallow crop waiting for the seven-year pinon to drop seeds many young even oaks and little gullies of green grass meadows hidden pond and aspen stands big mesa tops catch the rain as if some rock giant has been slowly gardening these clefts for a billion years but groves of bright orange mallow and yellow and blue penstemon against the rain fingers touching the horizon blurring the distance In us journeying along an imperfect family group, forged and beaten, still smoking from the birth, without a place to call home. Together, so we wander, create traditions and stories, move onward to places never heard of. A group of young souls just born into the still-smoking mud, which we feel the heat of what we are also molded from. and a rag of trash wound up in an ancient sagebrush bush that I take three stems from and show them to Todd for a sniff, stuff my mouth full of globe-mallow flowers, and gain sustenance from the land, and I'll tell you, I've given up on meaning and instead work with how I find feelings out in places both empty and full of such moments of presence to convey a res- kind of resonance that doesn't need these words for you to come close to it. But it's like a fire stoked by attention only, and it goes out and everything is dark in that realm that you don't know or see into. It becomes like the old ones who rest in the hills, gardening their patch near the pinyons and living with the least chipmunks and the mule deer and the visitor who comes from Kota, from the house over. He puts his feet up by the door and stares out at the rain fingers and the mallows and the pinyons and junipers and rodents and distant cities and collapse and reforming and smallnesses and bignesses in the Colorado River and the lack of water in the lakes and he sits with his friend staring out and says only for hours after all these years I wrote this sitting in the back seat of the car as we were driving south south and east through the Four Corners area, near Mesa Verde and Dove Creek, Colorado. Heading south into Utah, and in the distance along the roadsides, I saw the most amazing bloom of Globe mallows I've ever seen because it's been a long, wet spring this year in the west, at least in this part of the west. Uh, south of Canada and I don't know how to begin this type of writing sometimes just comes out of nowhere and this one I feel like just came rolling across all that empty open space there's huge mountain ranges in the distance in between them vast areas of sagebrush and different types of artemisia plants kind of gray bluish green haziness and then all these wildflowers growing in between them I'm a little out of date on communication because I haven't spent a whole lot of time I feel like with other people over the last couple of years, I'm out of date with politics and trends and all those things, and I feel like people in the cities cycle through information and trends so much faster than I've been privy to, so I haven't even heard of some of them. But one term that I've heard of over the last couple of years is good faith uh the term good faith and i was never really aware of what that term meant besides being charitable in a discussion towards somebody where you listen to their side of the argument and they listen to yours and there's some kind of resolution reached at least that's kind of what it seemed like to me and today i was listening to a podcast called your undivided attention uh by Tristan Harris and Iza Raskin. I think it's a podcast everybody should listen to, actually. Specifically their episodes on AI. Um and they were discussing good faith arguments today and what that means and and what listening in good faith means specifically. And it means to be able to be changed by what you hear, essentially. Um, and to be willing to change so this poem that I wrote is kind of about mostly about my family and my mixed blended family whatever term there is for it of divorced and then remarried people and the difficulty of that but also the, the immense beauty and the current state of the world and, and just really everything that I've been kind of thinking about and feeling um, but there's been a crux-like situation that's happened in my family recently and just to protect people's dignity I won't go into the details but there's been a situation where someone needs to change and they're extremely resistant to the point of the resistance being so deep they don't even really know they're resisting. And I've seen this pattern again and again and again and it brings to mind the idea of good faith. This term that I'm just learning about that I'm so up to date or (laughs) out of date on because I'm sure people have been talking about this idea for years now. Since the deep divides have kind of started to percolate through society that we all live in, live living through. But the idea of good faith and being willing to change honestly seems like one of the hardest things to do. And the idea of good faith, though, is that people come or a group of pe- two groups of people come and they have different opin- opinions on something what happened or how something should be and they sit down and have a discussion about it and the entire time the discussion is ongoing they all respect each other's dignity and they don't come to the discussion table with the idea that the other person needs to change but what do you do when the other person does need to change when, when is it okay not to to agree to disagree I feel like that's a huge issue because if the other person is then resistant to the requests of the people who believe that they should change then where do you go from there And if the need for them to change is genuine and validated by a large group of other people, but that person or the the other persons are resistant or unwilling to change, then what do you do? I don't have any answers for this. And it's one of the main conundrums that I've come up against again and again and again in my life. Nuthatches, ocean spray. I'm sitting in somebody's backyard, a friend of mine that Anna is staying with in Portland this summer, and there's some ocean spray and some nuthatches and some loud chickens and some elderberry and an old apple tree and some bee balm, little greenhouse, no, no lawn, just fruit trees. bachelor's buttons nine bark lemon balm anyway I don't have any answers for this I just really I wish I did um but I don't. I think a really important phrase that can kind of cause a breakthrough for people who are undergoing extreme resistance to change, even when others are requesting it or trying to make their relationship more workable, is for the person who is on the defensive side to say to themselves what am i protecting what is it that you are protecting that you don't want to let go of is that worth it Or can you give that up a little bit and allow something else to come in? Some kind of change. Anyway, I wish I had something funny to say, but I don't. here in St. John's in Portland, Oregon. Oh man, I wonder if I need to go to a podcast class. There we go. That's kind of funny to think about. Uh, Well, that's about it today. So thanks for listening.